Blog Talk Radio. All the colors of the rainbow, all the voices of the wind. Every dream that reaches out, that reaches out to find where love begins. Every word of every story, every star and every sky, every corner of creation lives to testify. So I'm going to uh, 
what I'm going to do is be here a few minutes here and just see what I can do to get him on here because he's online waiting, but there's nobody bringing him on the line here. So uh, if you'll just bear with us a few minutes. But uh, I'm glad to have everybody here listening tonight, and hopefully we'll get uh, Andrew on tonight there. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody that's been listening to the program. Uh, a couple weeks ago I had an award uh, for the amount of people that uh, were watching the program here on the blog. And uh, so I just thank God for that because it's really comforting to know that people are listening to the program and being blessed by the program. Uh, before we do anything, let's have a word of prayer. And uh, after we're done praying here, we'll see what happens here as far as uh, with Andrew because my wife's working on it now trying to get it through, and he's waiting. And I hope we don't have to cancel the program tonight. But uh, stick with me for a little while here, and hopefully we'll have him on in a few minutes. Heavenly Father, we just want to praise you. We just want to lift the name of Jesus, lift that name up. Father, as we come before you tonight, we just thank you for the privilege to share your love and your power to one another here, to this audience, Father. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that my spiritual son will be coming on, Lord, and for what he has to say, the many things that you've done in and through his life. Father, I just ask that you would just bless this program tonight, Lord. Bless it, and I ask, Lord, that things will connect here tonight, Father. He'll be able to get on, Father. There's been a disconnect here, Lord, and we need you to intervene for us in this thing for us to be able to have this program tonight. So, Father, I just ask that you would just uh, be with us here this evening, and, Lord, that you would open the doors for Andrew to come on, Father. And, Father, for everything that's accomplished, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And you all said, Amen. And amen. And we just thank you, Lord. Uh, I had Andrew on oh, just about a year, a little over a year ago. Uh, he was on. He had a tremendous testimony uh, that uh, God gave him. And, of course, I met Andrew through a mutual minister friend that was sent to me. He sent him to me to minister to him about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and some things. And the Lord baptized him. The Holy Ghost gave him the uh, prayer language. And God has blessed him and used him mightily. And he's had a lot of challenges that he's faced in life here, and a lot of things have happened, but God is running through him. And he's had uh, recently a couple of miraculous testimonies that have happened. And I just thank God for that, these testimonies that have happened. And I wanted to have him back on because they're, they're really special testimonies. It isn't something that you hear every day. It's very, uh, very special. So that's why uh, I'm... Uh, having him back here to testify these things. Uh, what I'm going to do for a little bit here, I hadn't planned on anything special. And of course, you have to be instant in and out of season. So uh, I'm going to just talk about uh, Psalms 91 a little bit for the day and the hour that we're in. I'm going to speak in that for a little, just a little while, and uh, hopefully he'll be in, in a minute or two. If not, we will just uh, dispense until uh uh, next program and uh, have him on But uh, I, I don't know what happened But Praise God Okay I'm going to read a couple Verses out of the 91st Psalm Because that is a psalm for this hour And uh, it's not just a fill in Hello 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 Yes Hello, you can on you Andrew Yes sir yes, can you I hear can. me hey, Yes I can brother. Can you and hear me you? Yes, sir, I can. I'm doing, 
Yes, we're on the air right now. We're in the line. I was just about ready to go into the 91st Psalm, but since you're on, I'm not going to do that, but praise God. I told the audience here we had a little uh, um, delay here getting you on and something had happened, and, of course, we didn't know what happened, but that's not important now. The important thing is you're with us. And uh, I spoke a little bit about about a year ago. And uh, yes, anyhow, the enemy didn't want you on tonight is really what it was, I know, because the last time you were on, you recall that many wonderful things happened. Some great things really came forth, and we just thank God for that, and we're believing tonight also. So um, I just I prayed just a few minutes ago, and uh, you are ready. The anointing, the power of God is here, and I just thank the Lord for you being here, and I just pray, and I break the forces of hell that will try to hinder you any longer. In the name of Jesus, I bind them, I cast them down, and I speak and release the anointing of God upon you. And release that knowing upon the listeners tonight. And, Father, we are believing you for souls to be saved, sick bodies healed, people to be delivered, set free, hope given, strength given, peace given, and people to get on fire for Jesus. Father, that's our goal tonight. And, Father, we know that's your perfect will because you want your will done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Father, we just thank you now. We just thank you for what you're going to do through my spiritual son tonight. And for everything that's accomplished, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen and Amen, amen. and Amen. Okay, amen, Andrew. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to cut you loose here. I'm going to let all you right. speak. Well, you here. okay. Um, well, my name is Andrew Evans. Um, I was saved on September 4th of 2000. Um, I was baptized by water in uh, 2006. Um, Before I was saved on September 4th, I was pretty much living a life of sin. Um, I'm not going to go into detail because I don't like to glorify uh, sin by digging up the past and all the the wrongs and and the evils that we do as as people here on earth. Um, I just think the most important thing is the salvation and that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for our redemption. He paid the ultimate price for us so that we, he, he put, he put a, a gap, he put a bridge across the, the gap for us. And um, I've, I've had some very, very miraculous things happen to me after October 7th of 2019 um, a brother of mine uh, who's also in ministry put me in touch with Edward Eberly. And I was going through some things and uh, uh, had somewhat backslid a bit as a Christian. And I was having a tough time with a lot of different things. And um, I was actually baptized by the Holy Spirit, baptized by fire over the phone with Edward Eberly and his wife, Sabina. And uh a very strong anointing came over me. I don't believe that I've ever felt the Holy Spirit show up quite as boldly as he did that night. I was I'm on my knees. At that time, I was living at my mother's in her basement, and I was working on my real estate career. And, um, and I was on my knees praying with Edward and Sabina, and I felt uh, just a mighty presence of God just showed up. And all of a sudden, I started speaking, and I, it's something I can't understand, and it's something that's way over my pay grade as a human being. I, I don't um, – it doesn't come from me. 
when it does happen and when you allow it to come out of you, it's from the Holy Spirit. It is the divine language, and it sows confusion into the camps of the enemy. And it causes to, his strongholds to be brought down, and it allows for that, anoint, uh, that anointing to fall from heaven into your heart, and it sets your heart on fire. Four days later, um, my, you know, my mother had been going through quite a tough time. And for those of you who may have been listening a year ago, you have already heard this. Um, and you even heard her get on the phone and, and testify about what happened. Um, she had hit sort of a low spot in her life, and, uh, and, and she was drinking alcohol quite a bit. And I was downstairs, you know, uh, just, you know, worried about her and, and going, Lord, you know, I, I had just been baptized by the Holy Spirit. And I, I and I knew that what I had to do was I had to go into my clo- like my closet, and I had to pray in my closet to my father in secret, and I very quietly asked God to help me. And I said, God, help me. What do I do? How do I how do I help my mother with this situation here? Because uh, she was really on a tear, and it was no good. And um, he told me. I felt I felt it's not like a, a voice from heaven resounded on high, but I felt it in my heart. God told me you need to pray over this house and you need to anoint this house. There's a song by an artist. Uh, his name is John Waller. That's W A L L E R, and the song is "Our God Reigns Here." And it then that song. It rebukes every spirit of the enemy, every single spirit by name. It rebukes every single one of them. And I very quietly prayed over the basement where I, where I was living. I then went up to the first floor. I was very quietly. The volume was not loud. It was not, you know, um, enough to wake anybody up. And, um, and her husband was out of town on business. I was done praying over the first floor of the house, and when I got to the bottom of the stairwell, my, my mother had drank so much that she was passed out. She was absolutely just completely asleep and, and, and you know, not stirring, not moving, nothing. She was asleep, and as I got to the bottom of the stairwell, I put my hands up towards the stairwell, and I started speaking in my prayer language. I heard a sound that was otherworldly. It scared me death, and it was definitely not my mother. Um, I, if, I, if there was a way that I could imitate it, I would not do it on this program because that's how scary it was. I, was ter- I, I had a fear inside of me that whatever was going on upstairs was really, really some high-level – there were some high-level, high-ranking principalities that had – taken a foothold in our home and in my mother's heart and in her in her mind and uh and as i was walking upstairs she's screaming at the top of her lungs just absolute like a like a wild banshee or something and i i went upstairs and i remember i walked into the bedroom and i'm praying in my prayer language the whole thing and she was cursing my name and that's not my mama doesn't do that my mother is a sweet woman she's just a wonderful amazing precious precious person and and a professional and a good person so this is not i knew that this was not my mother who was talking to me and yelling and screaming and cursing and and just 
the most vile things I'd ever heard her say, but I remember I called out the enemy. And I said, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, go thou back from whence I came and never return. And out, I put my, my left hand on my mother's forehead and my right hand over her heart, and we started praying. And I asked her to repeat the words after me. It was quite a struggle. If there was a way that I could explain it to where the people that are listening to this show could understand what, it, what transpired that night, uh, it's very hard to put – in words to have people understand because when you come up to real evil um it's if you're not bold and confident in your faith you better watch out because uh it's it was a very it was a kind of a violent struggle that you know she was kind of grabbing onto my arms and trying to get me off of her as I was praying for her. And I remember after she was done screaming, like she stopped screaming, and then she started crying. She started crying. She was like, oh, "What's happening? What's happening? You know, what's happening?" And I told her, I said, "Calm down." I said, "Calm down. You, you. There's, there's an end. The enemy is here, and we're getting him out now." And and I told her, I said, "Repeat after me, Jesus." I give you my life. I pledge my soul to you, and I ask for you to forgive me. And she repeated the words, but when she did it, it was almost like she was fighting, like she was like, uh, you know, like like the words couldn't come out right, and she was fighting to say these words. Whatever had a hold of her had a very strong grip, and after it was gone, I remember that my mother she she stopped crying and and I remember I grabbed the uh the alcohol bottle and and when I was a, a youngster and I tried to pour out an alcohol bottle that was not that was a big no-no when I was a kid if I did that that was you know I wasn't allowed to do that not only did my mother allow me to remove that bottle but she was thanking me on the on the way out of the room and saying thank you son and she she received the baptism of the holy spirit that night and now she speaks in her prayer language as well and she anoints her home with oil and she prays every day and she reads the bible and she witnesses to other people and she talks to her christian friends and she stays close to people um and that was back in october of 2019 a lot has transpired since then uh, that was the most power, one of the most powerful things that I've ever seen in my life. Um, aside from 2006, um, I saw a miraculous healing that um, was amazing. Um, but what's happening to me recently is is um, it's it's huge. It's so big. I've got some serious things that have happened around me recently that um, have never in such short succession, so they happen so quickly. Um, the first thing is my Uncle Randy moved here from Texas, and uh, he came over to my house to visit to my apartment here, and, uh, and, and he'd never professed his faith as a Christian, and I, and I ministered to him, and I witnessed to him, and I read the Psalms with him, and I prayed over him. And he accepted the Lord Jesus that night. Then um, an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, called me uh, crying. She was, you know, just desperately depressed and miserable and just sobbing and sobbing. 
And then she gave her life to Jesus to me over the phone. Uh, Two days after that, my entire real estate career came crashing to a halt because there was a hack. Someone had hacked uh, my router in my house. Uh, Let's see, my iPhone, my PlayStation, my laptop, and both of my smart televisions were rendered inoperable. I have had to purchase new devices it was um, – I even called an IT guy over to, to you know, help me get rid of this problem, and he said that it was one of the most impressive hacks that, that he'd ever witnessed. And um, shortly after that, after I finally recovered my digital identity, I couldn't practice real estate for three days. Uh, my career completely screeched to a halt, and, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, – you know, I think the enemy was trying to weaken me and trying to cause me to be afraid, and he was successful at first. I was definitely scared, um, but I got a, a text message a couple nights later after I'd finally recovered my business email and my personal email. I had 23 of my passwords were compromised. It was terrifying because I've worked very hard to to gain these blessings, and, and God has just exceedingly blessed me. And I I saw all of that was about to go away, and it was so scary. So when I finally recovered it, um, I was so glad and grateful to God that I recovered my digital identity. Um, And then at about 2.30 in the morning, I had a text message. And I usually don't wake up for text messages because, well, if it's important, someone's going to call me, right? Um, So I I looked at my phone, and it was my friend in middle school that I grew up with. And it said, I'm in trouble. And, I mean, I shot out of bed. Cause, and I never check text messages after midnight. I just don't. It's just a rule of thumb. If it's important, you'll call me. If, you know, if it's not important, then I'll read the text message in the morning. But for some reason, I woke up and I grabbed my phone and I stood straight up on my feet. And I read that text message and it said, I'm in trouble. And I told her, I said, call me right now. And she said, I can't in her text message. And I said, oh, yes, you can. In capital letters, I texted her right back. She then called me, and she was crying. And, and she told me this. I, I guess I'll kind of imitate what she was saying to me. She was, she was crying, and, and, and she was like, Andrew, I'm, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. I want to go, go home. She said, I want to go home. I want to go home. And I was like, Ashley, what's, where are you? And she said, I'm at this guy's house, and he, she said, there's things on the television, and there's these symbols and this music I don't understand, and I'm afraid, and I just want to go home. And I, I said, call the Uber right now. Get on your phone and call an Uber driver and, and go. And she said, Uber, Uber. And then right after she said Uber, there was a, a voice in the background, this really creepy, 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 crawly guy in the background. And this is what he said. He said, you know, those Uber drivers are mostly rapists. So he had a spirit of fear and a spirit of confusion over my friend Ashley, and I realized it in that very moment that her, she was in danger, that her life was in danger, and that she could have been raped, she could have been killed. There all manner of awful things could have happened to her that night. I told her, I said, you put me on speakerphone right now, right this minute, and she did. 
And I said, Satan, I rebuke you in the precious heavenly name of Jesus Christ Almighty, and I ask you to cover my friend Ashley with your precious blood. Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And I said, Ashley, get your purse, get your keys, and get out of that house right now. And she said, okay, I'm going. And she got her things, and he didn't say anything. There was no, hey, where are you going, or hey, why are you leaving? Nothing, nothing. He did not say a word to her. And she walked outside, and all of a sudden, there was my friend again. She was like, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call an Uber driver. I'm going to get home. I'm going to get home. And I said, okay, all right, well, then I'm going to stay on the phone with you. And I did. I stayed on the phone with her for several hours because she was traumatized by this event. And she, it, it brought her into a, a, a state of fear because she got to see the enemy face-to-face, and she told me, After she got back home, she said that when I prayed over the phone, when I said put me on speaker, and she did, and she put me on speakerphone, that when I said, Satan, I rebuke you, that the guy was in the process of putting a blanket over her on the couch and that he recoiled from her like a snake. And that's what she said. Those are the words that she used, that she recoiled from him, that he he recoiled from her. Like a snake, and I, I prayed with her and prayed with her, and I asked her if she if she knew Jesus, and I asked her to repeat after me, and she did, and she accepted the Lord that very night, and I've spoken with her quite a few times since, and uh, I'm just really grateful that God used me to do something like that because you know, folks, I'm I'm far from perfect, I'm, you know, I, I I do try to do well. You know, but I'm I'm not uh, I, you know I'm not the the most the best person in in the world. I try to do the right thing and I try to be good, and I you know I try to follow the Lord's commandments and and you know it's not an easy road to walk, and and I found myself questioning you know why why would God this little old me why would God use me you know, and but He did. And everything fell into place after all that had happened. That was three people, and within one month, and, and that's the. There's only four people in my whole life that I have personally witnessed to that have accepted the Lord. Four people, and there was three people in less than a month that accepted Jesus because God witnessed to them through me. And I didn't have anything to do with it. It wasn't me that was doing these things. I just went into autopilot is what I call it. It's like God just kind of takes the wheel, and he shows you exactly what to say and exactly what to do. You know, I, I get a little nervous talking on shows and stuff like this because I know there's a lot of people listening. And, you know, so I've, I've per- been praying all day about this show and about, you know, to, to just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me. And if there's one thing that I can say is that if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you have not felt that indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that fire, that, in, that, that everlasting fire inside your heart, then tonight, if you just get on your knees tonight and ask Jesus, you say, Jesus, Lord, please come into my heart and give me redemption, Father God, and forgive me, Lord, please. And I pledge my life to you, Father God. You are my Lord and Savior. And if you say those words and you really mean them, and and then things start happening around you, incredible things, sometimes scary things, 
things can happen around you that, you know, you don't quite understand. Because, see, what happens is is when you have a little victory, right, and you do a little victory dance, you say, thank you, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. You know, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood, if y'all know that song or not. And, see, what happens is is when you win a battle, you know, and when God gives you a sword and he says, okay, swing it now, and you do, and, and, and you deal some damage to the enemy kingdom, um, sometimes the, the enemy uh, has counter, counter strikes. He'll come back at you. And, uh, you know, I've had a, a very tumultuous couple weeks, let me tell you, that that uh, almost losing my career just really scared the, the – boy, it scared the heck out of me, y'all. I was terrified. I, I'd almost lost everything, and I think it was God's way of reminding me. God just kind of took his hands off me for just a minute. And he said, hey, remember how fragile all of this is. You know, better be grateful for what you have and don't take it for granted because it can all be taken away at a moment's notice. And uh, it was a, a very humbling experience to not only to, to, to have three people that accepted the Lord right in front of my eyes, but to then come under heavy attack where some, it was personal. The person who did this to me, this hack, this hacker, wanted to destroy my life. That was the goal. That was the end game. He wanted to take away my means of making a living, and he wanted to destroy my digital identity. He wanted to get into every password and every account that I had. It was absolutely terrifying. And it was very difficult for me to find peace, but I kept on praying through the whole experience, and I kept on praying for it, and I kept on praying for peace. I kept on praying for peace, and then I realized something. God, God was like, it's, and it, it may sound funny, but God, God reminded me that I had an old iPhone, an old iPhone that I never, I never put, I never plugged that iPhone into the internet, <laughs> and uh, and I and I opened up that iPhone. And I remember that I had uh, these two applications on my phone that are supposed to generate a code that if you get locked out of your accounts, you can get back into them because my current smartphone wouldn't even connect to the Internet. It was – none of my devices would connect to the Internet, even with the new router and everything. It was – I was – all of my devices were were completely compromised. And – I remember that when I had that aha moment, like God was like, yeah, that right there, that's, that's your key to get out of this mess that you're in. And I did, and I recovered myself. I recovered my, my livelihood, my career. I recovered um, my, my digital identity. And see, and we live in this modern age, this era that we live in of, of technology. Uh, we've been lulled, y'all, into a false sense of comfort into a false sense of security and because we rely on these electronics even on this very tele, even on this very radio show here that we're talking on right now we rely on these things to communicate with each other to do our business to get from point a to point b when we drive imagine what would happen if that all was taken away overnight how would a how would the human race even cope and it's just the fragility of it all. And I remember the most powerful prayer that I was on the phone with my brother Edward and my brother Brian, 
Brother Edward Eberly here, host of this show. And and I during in the middle of this, I called them and I was very panicked. I was like, my gosh, y'all, I'm, I need help here. I need some Holy Spirit power right now. And they started praying over my home on speakerphone. I prayed with them in my in my prayer language. And I remember there was one specific prayer. I remembered. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I sow confusion into the camps of the enemy. May his lines of communication be brought down. May his wires be crossed. May the enemy be utterly confounded and confused in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the presence of Jesus. I remember praying over every one of my devices, and I asked God, I said, Father God, if you have any, if you have, if you have any will to help me right now, I'm asking you, please, Father God, to help me. And he did. He provided me a solution. And I am today, right now, I'm at peace. I'm, I'm calm. I'm a little nervous being on the show. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel good, and, and I'm secure in, in my faith. And uh, I, know, I, know, I know where that forgiveness comes from. And it doesn't come from any earthly thing. There's, there's not anything on this earth that is more powerful than the Lord. Even things that are supernatural like demons and and, and principalities of the air and these things that most people don't like to talk about the devil very much. That's sort of like in the church today, that's kind of a no-no. You know, nobody wants to hear about that. They want the feel-good stuff. They don't want to go to church and, and hear about that there's a monster, a ravenous monster. His name is Satan, and what he wants to do is he wants to kill, he wants to steal, he wants to destroy, he wants to rape, maim, scar, abuse, torment, torture. He wants to make people suffer, and, and he doesn't go to sleep. So if you're not covered in the blood of Jesus, you're in big trouble because that's the only solution. Had I not been covered in the blood of Jesus, I am firmly convinced that I would have lost everything last week. And I know that the reason why the enemy was attacking me was to take away my faith. He wanted me to doubt that's what the devil wanted me to do. He wanted me to say, you know what? Wow, God, you really let me down. I didn't doubt him. I kept on leaning on him, and I kept on asking for more. I said, please, I want your Holy Spirit to fill my apartment, my home, seal the doors and the windows and the air conditioning vents, Father God, the floors, wall to wall, sealing the floor. May your Holy Spirit fill my dwelling place, my home here. And just bring your Holy Spirit here, Father God. And I remember at one point I was reaching up to the sky, and I just put my fingers up to heaven, and I just kind of whispered to God. And I remember I I felt like this soothing, just wonderful, calm peace that I had no business having that peace. I was in the middle of losing my entire everything, and all of a sudden I was at peace. And I think that... In a way that, yes, this was an attack by the enemy, but nothing that happens on this earth happens without God allowing it to happen. And that's important to understand. God created the devil. The devil was revered among angels. He was the angel of light. He was the angel of music. And he was set to guard the mercy seat of Jesus. That was, that was He was to guard the mercy seat. And he coveted, and he was jealous. He wanted to be the son of God himself. He wanted to be God himself. 
And as long as we can lean on this divine, wonderful, heavenly presence that is the Holy Spirit, all will be well. I don't care if you're in the middle of the worst storm, if you're in a country that is war-torn, if there are bullets and bombs going off around you, if there are people rounding people up and killing people, do not, whatever you do, do not renounce your faith and do not doubt God because he's got you covered. He's got you wrapped up in his arms. And I'm telling you that ever since this attack has been over, overflowing of encouragement, people reaching out from nowhere that I haven't heard from in quite some time. And just reaching out from nowhere saying, hey, I just wanted to call to make sure you were doing okay. How are you doing? And it touched my heart. I really I felt an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that I needed that. And those, those encouraging words are so important. You have to lift each other up, folks. you got to be good to each other because uh, everything that you've got, if you, uh, if you take your eyes off the plow for one minute, bud, uh, then you start rowing, you know, you're, you're, you're hoeing your row and your field, and your field gets crooked, then your seeds aren't going to grow, and you're going to reap the whirlwind. And that's what I felt like I just about did. I, I felt like I reaped, I was just about to reap the whirlwind, and God pulled me out of that. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, it, it, I, had, I had gotten a little lax in my prayer life. A couple months ago, you know, I sort of, you know, I didn't stop praying altogether, but I didn't make God a priority. I started putting everything else in front of my, my job, you know, the, getting my car fixed, you know, paying my bills, got to make sure to pay my taxes and, you know, all this earthly, worldly stuff. And I started saying, okay, I got this, you know, I got this. Well, no, I don't have this. I don't have this. Without the Lord, all this would be gone in a heartbeat. And, and, uh, as long as you know who your enemy is and you can recognize him, that's called the gift of discernment. It's one of the many gifts that God gives you. When you walk into a room and you feel a strange feeling telling you this is not a safe, turn around and walk out the door, and then you wipe your boots off, wipe the dust off of your boots on the way out if you ever feel God telling you, you're not safe where you currently are. Seek safety immediately and listen to him, and he will lead you to safety. He will lead you to security, and he'll lead you to peace. In the midst of the storm, when you think everything's falling apart, all of a sudden, you're at peace. And it's something that I cannot possibly explain because, you know, your average person who experienced what I experienced probably would have gone insane just about (laughs) – but in the midst of all that confusion and calamity and, and destruction of my career and my online personality, who I am to the Internet, to the world, the entire world, if they were looking me up, they wouldn't have been able to find me anymore. And that's how I make a living. And, uh, and you know, we live in a very strange time. And, uh, and if, we, if we don't lean on the Lord together as the church, as the body of Christ, all of us together, I don't care what denomination you are. You could be Baptist, Methodist, Episcopal, even Catholic, anything, whatever your faith is. We have got to come together as one body because the time is running out, folks. Like, I, I, if y'all, I, 
I know y'all see y'all know y'all see it and you feel it around you. You go, wow, golly, this kind of feels biblical, doesn't it? Well, it is. We're living in a time where everything is uncertain and there's so much confusion and there's a spirit of fear over everybody and you can't go up to your family members and hug them and you know it's a it's just a very strange time that we're living in and it's just time for us to get back to basics get back to the fundamentals salvation is easily obtained it's not hard to get it's not something that you've got to really oh man i'm gonna fight to get this salvation no the fight has been won all you have to do is claim that victory in jesus name and say i i declare victory over the enemy in the name of jesus and by his blood and you've won the fight and you've won the fight and uh you know brother edward here edward eberly has been instrumental him and Brian Fouts have been instrumental in my walk as a Christian. They have counseled me on, on many, many a different situation that arises in my life. And it's never, uh, you know, well, hey, you should do this or you should do that. It's always let's pray about it because that's what it's about. You know, um, ministering to other people is not about being a therapist or a counselor or a life coach or anything like that. You're not trying to fix someone else's problems. You're, tr- you're trying to present the solution, which is God. And if you can tell someone what worked for you, if you were in the middle of calamity and confusion and destruction, and there were things happening in your life that were destructive and tearing you down, and, and you found a way to, to – to, to, you found something of substance. God is a God of substance. He's, he, you can feel him. You can, he's here. Even though you can't see him, you can still hear him in your heart if you listen. You just got to tune your your radio frequency to God. You got to tune your brain to God and focus on him. And then you stay in continuous prayer with him. And just all day, even in the little things and your comings and goings, you know, uh, Father God, bless that woman right there that I just walked by on the sidewalk. Bless her. Just anybody. And just, 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 just cast blessings. And another thing that's so important is to be careful what you claim because your words are so powerful. You know the word spelling. You ever went to spelling in elementary school? Well, the first five letters of that word are spell, right? And, and, and the gospel, that's God's spell, the gospel in the Bible. And that is God's spell that literally lays waste to the enemy. And brings the enemy's towers down. And if we just claim him, if we claim that victory, then you've got it. It's just that easy. And, um, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been through quite a bit in, in my life. And I think that I've come to a point now where um, I know when I wake up in the morning, I know that when I give my day to God, the minute you get out of bed, the minute you get out of bed, you just get on your knees and you say, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your victory that you've given me, Father God. Thank you for all the blessings, the comfort. I'm able to eat a full meal. I have a roof over my head. Whatever it is that you have that's a blessing, be thankful for it. Even if you have very little, even if you have very little, be thankful that you have it. Because without God, the enemy can take it all from you. And if if, uh, the enemy snuffs out your light, and you're not saved, well, that's going to be – that's no good. 
Uh, we can't have that. We've, we've, we've got to get the message out to people somehow. And I've been praying all day um, before I got on your program, Brother Ed, and I just, you know, thank you for letting me come on and, and talk a bit. And, you know, I just, uh, I really, I love you to death, Brother Ed. I love you. I love you to life. Excuse me. See, I just talked about being careful what you say. <laughs> I love you to life. How about that? Not a, don't say I love Amen. you. I love you to life. So. That's it. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. That that is powerful, Andrew, my uh, brother Andrew. And you know uh, what really amazed me while you were speaking. In fact, two things: the things that you said were things that God had you speaking at, because you were giving testimony. But you spoke things that people needed to hear. These extras, as you might say, or people might say, those things that you said. You went in different areas there. And I believe people needed to hear that tonight. They really did. And something else the Lord reminded me of uh, while you were speaking your testimony there, that was beautiful. Uh, but, uh, you know, this past Sunday was Pentecost Sunday. We celebrate Pentecost. And to make a long story short, uh, I knew that and everything, you know, there. But I, I didn't even think about your testimony tonight. And it went in back to the baptism of the Spirit. Because literally, like you had testified of it, began, you know, first of all, we realized we have to be born again. But then that experience, and, and it made the change in my life just like it did yours way back in 1971. And it is so important. And, you know, it's so important, you know, uh, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, don't you all leave Jerusalem till the Holy Ghost comes and you will be empowered and then you'll be witnesses. And he spoke of Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, and the other most part of the earth. He spoke to be witness to them, but that empowerment. And what happened, and I was just listening to this thing past my own testimony, what you had said there. And, you know, what happened to you, it just opened your eyes, light, understanding, wisdom, desire, hunger, uh, anointing, boldness, everything, everything. Every, I just came to life literally uh, whenever I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was ten and a half months I was wavering like you were. I was back and forth, in and out, ducking in and out on things. But, yep. you know, the, the two words that I said, and basically I think you put this in your testimony too, what you had said right there, I came to the place that I didn't know anything about Pentecost or baptism of the Holy Spirit when I had that experience. But I just came to the realization. I said, Lord, I give my all to you. Now, give me the power to live for you. And I didn't realize what I was even asking, but I knew I was up and down for ten and a half months after I received Jesus. But I knew I had to have something beyond. I smoked cigarettes at that time and everything, and I knew I, I needed to give that up in the whole nine and a half yards. And after I did that, I, I agreed. And I'm not even going to go into the full testimony. But when I agreed, <coughs> excuse me, when I agreed to that right there, he gave me the power that overcame smoking, overcame the other issues in my life. He baptized me in the Holy Ghost, and, and the church was amazed. I went to it. wasn't a Pentecost church. And they thought I just had a good dose of salvation, but it was far beyond that because I literally started to live in way back in June of 1971. So uh, you were stressing here tonight, we can't stress the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this hour. We need the baptism. We need, first of all, to be saved, born again. But yes, secondly, yes. we need the Ghost in our prayer language, as you stressed so wonderfully in your testimony there, because it's through that language that God used you mightily in those demonic situations right there. Most people have been knowing the Lord for over 20 years, 
and haven't experienced that, and a lot of them wouldn't know what to do, unfortunately, but how God used to, and I'll say this to the audience right now. I've, I've been serving the Lord, Lord, which you heard right there. I said 71, so you know that's quite a few years ago. But I, I've ministered. I've found a couple of churches and, and pastored them, and I've evangelized, and I've done all these things in the Lord, street ministry. And I've, I've been involved in a lot of the ministry, dealt with many people, many, many, many experiences, miracles and things. But I want to say this about, uh, about Andrew. You know, of all the experiences I can think of, he really stands out, let me tell you, folks, because there's, he's a young man that God really got a hold of this young man, and he did some incredible things with him. I mean, I, I, the testimony here is about as great as you're going to hear from a young man that had this experience. You know, I, I can't think of anybody really, I'm going to go this far as to say this, that I could bring up to the level that what has happened to you over this short time. You were only a couple of days in it when you were testifying about your mother, uh, what had happened there, a couple of days of this experience. You were brand new, but just to show you that empowerment uh, the Holy Spirit guides you through, and he does great things through you. And that's why, you know, we, uh, he uses the foolish to confound the wise. We say we're the foolish to confound the wise, but then he says we have such great great treasure in earthen vessels, which we do, so all to the glory of God. It's not us at all. Uh, you know, it's no. just like you had testified a few minutes ago. You said about the uh, uh, joy in spite of what you're going through, and that's what they call the joy of the Lord. And it's in that joy of the Lord that God operates in our lives. You see, we can't really receive or be used of God without that joy because he's looking for a joyful heart. But you receive the joy of the Lord, and you're walking in that where God is greater than any challenge that comes your way. You believe God for that challenge to be conquered. And as you believe that and stand upon that, you have peace and joy, and then you keep going on. But yet you're unable to do that. You are enabled, enabled, E-N-A-B-L-E-D, to do that because you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost in your prayer language. And Paul uh, Paul was one of the greatest men of God that we've, we've heard of, naturally he in the New Testament, he wrote most of the New Testament, the mighty perils that he went through. But, you know, he said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. And that's why he was so successful, because if he didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost and use his prayer language, uh, he wouldn't have been the man that he was in the Bible. But it's through that that he could do it. And I, I'm, I'm a man that can say the same thing. I couldn't have done what I've done over these years that God did through me without that experience. And you also. You also is, is new in this just for a uh, year and a half. You know, what God has done, a little over a year, working on two years, what he's done in his own beginning. But I, I thank God. What do you have to say about that, Andrew? I'm going to give you some more time. Right? I kind of get going. I don't want to do that. Uh, but I want to well, say, what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, Brother Ed, I, I'll, I'll say this much. Um, you know, when, when God really starts moving, through you, like when he starts touching other people through you, uh, the enemy's going to try to come get you because he wants you to stop oh, yeah. doing what you're doing, and he wants you to lose the battle, and he wants you to give up, and he wants you to throw in the towel and say, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I'm afraid of the enemy. I don't want to. Just don't take away my thing. Oh, please. No. Stand firm in your face. Stand firm. Boldly and confidently go forth among the enemy. And, and God gives you that word, the sword, that, that cuts both ways. It's like if you walk into a room, you're going to cut through the room like Moses through the Red Sea. 
as long as you've got that anointment on you and as long as you're living by his precepts and by his principles and even if you're not perfect and and you and, and you do things that aren't good everybody sins but if you put your heart and your belief if you believe in the power of god it will manifest itself right here on earth in front of your eyes you will see it you will feel it you can touch it and sometimes it's kind of scary too it's scary. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you know uh, when you're when you're when when my friend and she's a sweet girl and she's always been a sweet-hearted girl. Never she just wouldn't hurt anybody. This girl uh, that I grew up with, the one that was in that man's house, and he had satanic things on the television with strange uh, music and other languages, and she was confused and she was scared, and he was wrapping around her like a snake. And yes. I knew what was happening. I knew the minute I knew the minute she called me, so, uh, the minute she texted me, and I never answer text messages after midnight. I don't do it. If it's important, someone's going to call me. But I knew. I said, get your phone right now. I, okay, yes, sir. yes, God, you got it. Boom. Just a, like a lightning bolt. Phone. Now, look at it. Boom. I opened it up. I'm in trouble. I said, call me. She said, I can't. I said, yes, you can. Capital letters. Right now. And she did. She called me, confused. She's scared. She's terrified because she knew something awful was going to happen to me. And she even said after she got home that she thought there was another man in the bathroom because she tried to use that bathroom. And he said, no, 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 not that one. Use another one. This is before she called me. He t- she told me. Huh? She said, I think, there was another, I think there was another man in that bathroom in there because I thought I heard something. Huh? And he steered and he steered me away from it. But I knew the minute I told her, I said, "Hey, you know, call, you need to call an Uber driver right now." And she was like, "Uber, yeah." And then that's when he his creepy, 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 scary buddy. The way that his voice sounded made my skin crawl. He was like, yeah. "You know, most of those, though, you know, it, it, it was creepy." And she was she was in a very terrifying, uh, scary situation, but. The the deal is here, folks, that if you claim if you claim Jesus' blood and you say, Satan, I rebuke you, get out of get out of my friend, get and Jesus surround her with a hedge of protection and send your highest ranking angels in heaven to protect her right now. And Satan, I rebuke you, then the enemy the enemy will lose ground. And our war is not gonna stop. The war's the war is not over yet. There will be plenty more battles to come, best believe me. But, you know, if you, if you just put your faith in God, and Brother Edward has, has taught me so much, and I, I really regard, I regard you, Brother Ed, as, as a, just the, one of the dearest friends I've ever had in my life. And uh, I'm very grateful that, you, that, that I met you and Sabina, your lovely wife, and that you have yes. both been so good to me, and you've taught me so much. And your book is an amazing book. And and if I, you know, there's so much truth. There's so much truth. If if you just open your Bible, uh, it can even be to a random page. It doesn't have to be uh, to a specific verse. You just open your Bible, and and you'll start finding that God will talk to you. Now, I personally like to read chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It's the beginning of a book, and then I'll finish a book. But um, Brother Edward wrote a book. It's called The Overpowering Influence of Truth. 
God's Powerful Plan for Your Life is the book that he wrote. And I read this book cover to cover, and a lot of the things that he talks about in this book, it's almost like giving you a shield and a sword and a, and a buckler and, and a, a, a chain mail of armor and a helmet and greaves for your legs and boots for your feet to, to, do, to do damage to the enemy. You, you have no idea how powerful you are if you've accepted Jesus and you've had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Brother, sisters, you're a weapon of mass destruction. That's the right. You know, uh, Andrew, uh, what you're saying about the devil just well, several minutes ago, I had that very attack of what you quoted it where the devil said, we're stronger than you, we're a legion. You know, I, was, I had an attack that just, oh, maybe five days ago, less than a week ago, I forget what day, but I had that very thing come. And I want to share with something with you, something God had put on my heart that I, just on one verse that you've heard a million times, everybody here has probably heard a million times, but it's Isaiah 54, 17. I want to show you something in that verse that many people yeah. have never heard. I, it says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, we know no weapon that says will form and that's a heritage of ours and everything. But there's one thing they left out right here, many people they don't look at. It says, And every tongue that shall rise against thee is in, thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Now, you know who condemn. thou is? That's we you. are thou. See, it is before the Lord. That's, yeah, that's us. But we have to take that authority. So just like when I've got some threats from the enemy the other night that we're coming after you. And uh, I, I got some threats, and I've had him after before many times over the years, and ways and tax, and I've dealt with him possessing all these type of things, my wife and I. But I want to say this. What we do, whenever this thing happens, the threats come against us, the negativity, we condemn. In fact, my wife did tonight. There's an attack that came against us. She took authority over that thing and bound that thing and stopped it where it won't. It can't prosper, you see. But you see, many people fail. They say, well, Lord, you'll take care of it. You said you'll condemn it. He said, yes, I've condemned it in heaven, but, son, I've, I've given you Luke 10, 19, and 20. You have authority over the spirits and evil forces, so you do it. You condemn it. I've given you the power. I didn't give you the power for me to do it. I gave you the power for you to do it and me to do it through you. But you say those words. You take that authority. You be bold, and you stand in my word. You do this thing, and it will happen. And when you do that, uh, and I feel so great, just saying it, it makes me have joy in my spirit. When I take authority over the forces coming against me, I know that, hey, this thing cannot prosper. There's no way this can prosper. I'm taking authority over it. My wife taking authority over it in the name of Jesus. And that's not, not just my wife, or that's anybody. That's whosoever will, will simply believe it. Because it's, it's, the Bible is not for the, uh, the five-fold ministry or, or those that are lay people. It's for whosoever will, you see. It's not just the preacher, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher, all these things. No, no, no. Whosoever will believe my book, the Lord would say, I will do it through them, whether it be a four-year-old child or a 84-year-old man, a scholar, or a person that's a baby in Christ. It makes no difference if we believe it, you see. But we take the authority over that very thing, just like you say. And, uh, and really, I just feel such a joy. It brings joy in your heart. I'm feeling a joy right now. Are you feeling that joy also in your heart as we're talking about these things? 
Yes, I know absolutely. you are. Absolutely. And give you peace, you know, and that's, we have to live that way. That's how I've learned to live my life like that. You learn to live your life like you're, you're walking these things. I'm so proud of you. So my wife, my better half, I call to be my better half, uh, which she is. Uh, I tell you that uh, we are both so proud of you and what, what you're doing. And we know it's just beginning, but you have a special calling and anointing. And the beautiful thing about you, you're humble. Humility, and it must be humility there, because it says in Proverbs fifteen thirty three, it says humility, and then honor. In other words, if I don't have humility, and I'm blessed, you know, a mighty man of God in that order or something like that, pride would creep in and destroy me. But if I have humility, yes. God can do what He wants with me, and I won't become proud. In fact, I have learned. The more God works through me and the greater he works through me, the more humble I become because I, re- I realize, hey, just like you said right there, I'm me. I know me, right? I'm just a man. I'm just a hunk of clay, and there's nothing good in me. Anything good in me is God. Everything that you see bad in me is me. So I take the credit for the bad, give God all the credit and the glory for the good. It's, it's that way. Uh, my righteousness is a filthy rag, you know. But in him, I'm a mighty man of God. Without him... I'm a scribbling nothing, evil, bad man, you see. That's the way I, I recognize Amen. myself. The only, only thing that's good is Jesus. That's the way we have to look at ourselves like that. And that's What you're saying, I'm just kind of repeating it, saying it a little bit different way. But uh, we're going to believe tonight. I know we have uh, some time yet. Uh fact of the matter is I think we have about uh, half an hour yet, something like that. But uh, tonight mm-hmm. is uh, two important things that I believe God wants to do, first of all, bring some people to Jesus, and then also yeah. baptize some other people because uh, this is that season. And like I say, it's not a coincidence that uh, you brought that up about the baptism of the Spirit because the, the, I, I didn't know exactly what you were going to talk about tonight, naturally. I didn't know at all, but it, it really was a lining on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it came to me, it hit me when you were speaking there. And, of course, in the Hebrew, there's no, no such word as coincidence. So uh, that is, a, I believe, a, a hint for us that we need to avail that to the people right now. And he wants to baptize many in the Holy Spirit tonight that they can walk in this power and have their lives changed and be a mighty man and mighty woman of God also, Who, whatever they are, whoever they are, whether a child, man, woman, boy, girl, whatever. But he, he wants to fill, he wants to baptize with the Holy Ghost, and we can lead him to that. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to uh, right now, uh, you lead uh, the prayer. I want you to just lead people to Jesus now. Give them the invitation uh, to that. I'm not putting on a spot or anything, but to lead people to Jesus, and then I'll lead them to the baptism of the Spirit. And whatever you feel, you chime in also. Yes, but uh, let's give people an opportunity to receive Jesus right now. That's the best thing we can do, and the first thing is to, that's everything there, and then these other things are, are on top of that. So if you would just minister to the salvation of the people. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, we ask for your presence tonight, Lord. We ask for your Holy Spirit to come down around us, all around us, Father God, in our habitations where we live. We ask you, Lord, to come into our hearts, into our minds, Father God. Protect our family and our loved ones, Lord. Protect our nations, protect our peoples, protect our, protect our, our, our kids, our children, Father God. And protect us as we get in behind the wheel of a car and drive to work. Protect us as we walk down the street. 
Father God, and, and we just pray against the enemy. And we and we we claim victory, Father God, in your name, in your name, Jesus. Father God, we declare your victory, Father God, over the enemy, because you paid the price for us, Lord. And we just ask for your holy presence. Just fill us up, Father God. Now, like we're empty vessels, Lord God, just fill us up, Lord Jesus, and just come into our hearts and just make us overflow with your blessings, Father God, and set everything in order the way in which you would order it, not the way that we want it, but the way that you need it. And, Father God, allow us to serve you, Lord. Allow us to serve you, Father God. In any way, Lord, please put us to work. Put us to work and help us reach people, Father God, and to help people, people that are suffering and people that are hurting and people that don't know you, Lord. We ask for presence in their life tonight. Right now, Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to show up by thy son's stripes and by his blood. May whoever is hearing who has not received the baptism, Father God, allow them to receive it tonight, Lord, and just fill up their surroundings and fill up their hearts and just overflowing blessings, abundantly bless anyone who's listening tonight. And, Father God, most importantly, remind us every once in a while, Lord, how powerful you are and that, Father God, through you, we become powerful because you've given us dominion over the enemy, Father. You've given us the weapons to, to fight back, Father God. And you've given us the armor to withstand the attacks, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for these wonderful gifts. I, we do not take them for granted. Those of us who know you, Lord, we do not take these gifts for granted because they did not come free. And yes, salvation is free to us, Lord, because all we have to do is ask and we will receive. We seek and we will find. But there was a very heavy price paid on that cross. You came down here in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And you suffered in a human body worse than any other human has ever suffered in his life to death. And you allowed that cup of salvation and redemption to pour out among the masses with your offering, your blood offering, Lord. Yours is your blood is precious. There's nothing like it. Even the Roman soldier that pierced your abdomen, Father. He read that blood covered him, Lord. And it clean it's a cleansing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And if if there's anybody who's listening tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I'm gonna ask you to get on your knees. And just get down on your knees and humble yourself. If you're in trouble, if you're hurting, say you've got maybe some drug addiction problems. Maybe you've got some alcoholism going on in your life. Maybe your marriage is hurting. Whatever these, whatever these challenges are, there, there is a solution and there is victory. And, and that victory comes through Jesus Christ's blood and his salvation. So first and foremost, If you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior tonight, I'm going to ask you to repeat after me now that we're on our knees, aren't we? Okay. Father God, I ask your forgiveness in your son Jesus' name. And we speak directly to Jesus. Lord Jesus, we ask for your forgiveness. Come into our hearts, Father God. Father God, we give our lives to you, Lord. 
You are our Savior. You are almighty and wonderful, powerful, amazing, the things that you do, the things that sometimes most people can't even see. But, Father God, you're incredible. There's nothing, there's nothing else like you, and there's no one, and there's no thing that is like you, Father God. So we ask for you to come into our hearts right now, Father God, and we accept your forgiveness. And now, if you have said those words along with me, then you are now considered a Christian. And now you've been saved by the blood of Jesus. And the next step is you're going to get yourself a holy Bible, and you're going to start reading, and you're going to start looking for other people, other people who believe in God. And you get together with those people, and you stay close to them. Because this world is uh, kind of a scary place. So if we're not huddled up together, you know, uh, sometimes the enemy can, can uh, get little, he gets little bites here and there. But if we stay in prayer, you guys, just stay in prayer and pray and constant, a, a unceasing prayer, as much as you can possibly pray in your mind. It doesn't even have to be out loud. Uh, you just pray in your heart and pray in your mind and pray with your spirit. Pray, pray, pray with your soul, all of your soul that God has given you. Just pray to God and give all the glory unto him and just allow that light of the Holy Spirit, that fire to just overcome your surroundings. And, and, and Satan, I rebuke you from whoever is listening to this right now. Satan, I rebuke you from their life, from the room that they are sitting in. Father God, I rebuke you from their homes. I rebuke you from their houses, their marriages, their families, their careers. Father God, I rebuke you from attacking them when they're on the road, when we're traveling through the various principalities of the enemy. I pray for travel mercy for our brothers and sisters who are on the road traveling day and night to spread the word of God. As they travel through the different principalities of the enemy, grant them protection from demonic and satanic attacks. Because, Father God, you are victory. You are the embodiment of love and of forgiveness and of salvation, generosity, charity, thanksgiving, kindness, gentle, just to be good, the goodness. There's nothing, it, it, it just keeps on getting gooder and gooder and gooder. And yes, I said that, <laughs> and I'm quoting my brother Edward here. It just gets gooder and gooder because it does, because the more you focus on him, the better it gets, I promise. And it may seem like right now you're in the middle of a storm, and right now you might be hurting inside, and you're just tore up. But if you just humble yourself and get and get on your knees too, that's important. You need to get down in, in humility. Even if you kept to kiss the ground, just show your show your reverence. Show your reverence for God because he is to be revered. There is nothing more powerful in this universe because he created it. He created everything that you see and everything that you touch. It came from him, and that includes the enemy. He created the enemy. This life is such a short, short trial, and we've got so many challenges. We don't have problems. I've learned that recently, is that if you say something like, oh, golly, my arthritis is really killing me today. Don't say that. Don't say that. You say, Jesus Christ. I command you, Lord, to command Satan out 
of my body, and I do not take ownership of that arthritis. I don't take ownership over that addiction. That is the enemy. Those are spirits of the enemy that are attacking you when they attack your health and your mental well-being. And they and if there's behaviors that you're doing that are that are not good, you know, just Father God, just ask Father God to forgive you and just and and you have to stand up and you got to walk tall because you know there's going to come times and there's going to come storms and all we are is like a sail ship. We're like a sailboat. We cannot control the wind. We cannot control the current of the ocean. We can't control these things. And we're in a boat, and there's really only three things that we've got control over. If uh, the wind's moving in one direction and, and the water is moving in another, and we want to go in the direction that the wind is moving, then we're going to put our, oh, we're going to put our sails up. And, and if, the, if the water's moving in one direction and the wind's moving in another and you need to stay in the same place, well, then you raise your sails so you're not moving in the wrong direction. You have your sail, and you can steer left and right on your boat with your rudder, and you can also drop anchor. And that means get on your knees and pray when it's storming outside and when you're afraid that your, your, your ship is going to get tossed ashore or run aground or that you're going to take on water and that you're going to sink and you feel like your life is sinking. You could just drop anchor and get on your knees and weather the storm. Because God's right there with you. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, I promise to all of you that God is right there with you. And if you're suffering, God doesn't want you to suffer. He doesn't want you to suffer. But you've got to lean on him. And you've got to just ask him to come into your heart and just keep on leaning on him. And don't, don't think, wow, I, I, I got this figured out. I'm going to solve this problem myself. No. No, you've you got to lean on God because God will solve any and all problems in your life. If you have faith, even just a little bit of faith, even if you're a brand new Christian and you're kind of unsure about everything and you're kind of like, I don't really know about this whole thing. I don't just keep on saying to yourself, I accept the Lord and God is in my heart. And as long as he's in my heart, then I'm going to be okay. And if you just keep on leaning on him, and just keep on asking him for for understanding and ask him for comfort and, and ask him for, most importantly, forgiveness of our wickedness and our iniquity. Because all of us have sinful ways. All of us have sin within us. We were born into blood and tribulation. Probably how we're going to go out, too. But when we die, there's a wonderful place that's waiting for us. I, I had a dream once about heaven. And I can't really explain it, but it was like a huge, gigantic, like a like a palace-like hallway. It was like like a it was like a place where his name is spoken, and that's all I can really remember that that it was like his name is spoken there, and that's what makes it so beautiful, is because you can see him and you can hear him, and it was just so important, you guys, whoever's listening. That you just lean on the Lord because there's just nothing more beautiful that I can possibly there's nothing that little old me can do for you. Uh I could sit on the phone and counsel and do uh you know, friendly therapist life coaching stuff and that won't do a bit of good for you. But if you lean on the Lord and you accept that wonderful wonderful radiant light and fire inside of your heart and you allow that fire to consume you 
your life will change. There's no question in my mind. Not one question. I don't have one doubt that whoever is listening tonight, if you're in trouble, if you're scared, if you're alone, even if you're drinking, if you're doing drugs, if you're on the street, wherever you are, just come to the Lord and, and get on your knees and revere and, and get down in reverence on your knees and humble yourself before him. And then picture yourself when you're praying, picture picture the Son of God on the cross. And picture him looking down on you with love as he's suffering for you because he suffered terribly. He suffered, he suffered terribly for all of us to be able to go to heaven, let me tell you. It was very important to him. And he fought his whole life. He lived as a human. God came down as a human being and was persecuted heavily just to give you the chance for salvation. And it's so important. There's nothing more important that I could possibly say than that is that uh, if you're not leaning on Amen. Jesus, then that's, I just can't say anything else, Brother Ed. That's, that's the most important thing I can say is you've got to lean on God. And, and, uh, you covered, covered the bases right there. You really did. So there's people now knowing that Jesus is the answer for salvation because that was the first important thing, the most important thing. It has to begin with that. Otherwise, nothing else will amount to anything. But the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, you see. Romans 8, 13. So they called upon him. They believe he heard them. And they're saved and thank him for it. And start really in the Gospel of St. John. And then from there, start reading and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. And that, that's where it all begins. And talk to him. And he'll, he'll take over your life. Uh, the next thing I'd like to minister, we want to get this in. We have a few minutes left here is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that, uh, that is the second most important thing. And Jesus said that we're to tarry. Now, we don't have to tarry anymore because the Holy Ghost was not uh, there yet because Jesus was on the earth and he said, I must go that I can send the Comforter. So he left and he went to the right hand of the Father and he sent the Comforter. And he said, tarry. And he said, when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall receive power. He said, then you'll be witnesses to go forth. So he wants you to be a witness to go forth. So he wants you baptized the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we emphasize the baptism of the Spirit, the empowerment. We're not emphasizing the tongues. We're emphasizing the baptism of the Spirit because your life will change. You'll have the prayer language too, but the change made the difference just like it did in Andrew's life, just like it did in my life and multitudes of others. Our lives changed. Plus, we had the prayer language to take this on further and we grow and become stronger. So what we're going to do tonight is uh, I'm going to just say, and Andrew and I are going to agree, we're agreed together for you all, and we're going to pray. And I'm going to, I'm going to come to a place, uh, I'm going to say uh, one, two, three. When I say three, I want you to accept that he's baptized you with the Holy Ghost uh, and with your hands up and just thank him. And then just speak it, and then uh, it, it might be in your regular language now, but then Allow what's in your mouth to come up, whatever it is. It might be a gaga or whatever. But whatever it is, just let it go out because it goes beyond what your words and your intelligence are. This is the Holy Spirit 
praying through you, speaking through you. So it, it comes out different ways. Andrews come out really fluently in a mighty way. Some come out God, 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 or whatever. I mean, might come out another way, my wife another way, and I've heard a million and one different ways, but that's not important. The important thing is he does it. You see, he baptizes you with the Holy Ghost, and then it comes out. So I want you to get ready now, folks. Get ready, because we're going to release the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray, and Andrew is going to be agreeing with me here. We're just agreeing. And then when I say one, two, three, now, you accept that as a second. The instant is a point of contact. The Holy Ghost is empowering you right there within. And you just lift his hand up in joy and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you.
Let the Holy Spirit yes. in. Let God let it out and just say, God, just let me. Let me ask you to let me ask you to let me ask Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Power, power in Jesus. Powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Power, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord God. I feel your presence. Yes. There's rivers. You're not. You're not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. You're having newness like Andrew did, like I did. You're having newness. God is changing your life. He's equipping you. He's empowering you. You are empowered. And you you will know it. Yes, you will know it. You'll know that empowerment is within you. You'll know it. You'll know it's not you. It's nothing about us. So you'll know that you have something in you that nobody can put there except God. And it's a good thing. And you'll know it. It will give you boldness, understanding, and joy. And it will give you a new love. And it will just give you everything. It will open your eyes. It'll do that for you. It's an eye-opener. I tell you, 50 years ago, almost to the month, well, June will be 50 years for me, and I'm telling you, it just keeps, like I like to say, gooder and gooder and gooder. It just keeps gooder Gooder and gooder and gooder. gooder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Father. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, my, 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 my. Believe me, it it, it, it never ceases. It never ceases. And I I know myself. (laughs) Uh, it's for practicality, being practical with things, uh, to be in the spiritual realm. And I've had times of ministering to people, and nothing would happen. I'd pray, and nothing would happen. So I'd pray in the spirit, what we say, the prayer language. The Lord would tell me what to do, and they received it. Or I'd need to know how to do something at home. Maybe I'm doing something in the house, and I'm trying to do a little bit of work around the house. How do I do this, Lord? Lord, to give me what the Bible speaks as a word of knowledge, one of the gifts of the Spirit, it showed me how to do it. I've had it happen with some carpentry things I've done already. I'm not a carpenter, far from it, but the things I tried to do, and the Lord showed me how to do it. And uh, so it's practical, it's needful spiritually, and it's needful because all it is, really what it is, these spiritual gifts is God telling us how to do it or what to do. That's what it is. He's telling us because we don't know. We're not that smart, folks. None of us are that smart. We need him to tell us what to do because he's perfect. He knows the, the perfect way of doing things. So we're just getting God's voice, what God says about things, by having these things to say. So praise mm-hmm. God. So just, just re- praise God. Praise God. Oh, is there anything else you'd like to say, Andrew? we got a couple minutes. I think we have about five minutes, four or five minutes right here. So we have just a couple things we'll say, and and uh, we'll call it an evening there. But praise God, I really appreciate you being on tonight. It was really a blessing. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, yes, that was a, a blessing to me, especially to you. It's the same as you, brother Ed. Uh, if there's anything that I could say, it's that I don't care what kind of person you are. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what language yes. you speak. I love you. Yes. And yes. I pray for you right now. Whoever it is out there, I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for strength. I'm praying for boldness and confidence so that you can stand up in the midst of darkness and you can strike up a fire that will light up the night. And I just pray yes. that you just take it, just take that take that fire and just light up the darkness. And, 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 and you've got to keep your eye on God. Keep him because that's where the light's coming from. It ain't, it's not from you. It's not coming from inside of us. It's God coming from inside of us 
and out of us. And it's yes, a beautiful it thing. And, and just you got to grab a hold of it tight. And you, and you can't let go because if you start losing your grip and you fall off, you can, you can end up in the mud. And you've got to be careful. And you've got to be careful. And, and, don't, and don't hang around people that are doing bad things. Get away from those people. Get them out of your life. If they're doing bad things to people, if they're hurting people, if they're taking advantage of people, you separate yourself. Separate yourself from them. Cut them off from your life as if you would a cancerous tumor. Get them out of your life. And thank you. And thank God. Thank God. And just thank God for everything you've got. And just I, I just want you to be strong. I want you to feel renewed and refreshed. And I want you to feel a hunger for God's word. I want you to get hungry, guys, and just start reading the Bible. Open yeah. the book up and just start reading. And even if you don't quite understand, that's fine. Just keep on reading. Keep on reading. And then you can go find other people to read it with and to pray with. It's just so important that you surround yourself with godly people, good people, people that are humble, that have kind hearts, that are charitable, that want to lift people up, that aren't busy tearing people down and looking for ways to destroy people, but looking for how, to, how can I improve other, the, the lot of other people's lives? How can I touch people? How can I touch people? I'll tell you how. It's through Jesus. It's through God. There's nothing else. It's, it's so important. I just can't stress enough how important it is that you have is love yeah. in your heart. And if you've got it, it's just you got it. When you got it, you got it. And it's a beautiful thing. Amen. I hope that tonight I hope that tonight that you've received it. Whoever you are out there in this big huge world, I hope that you received it tonight. And and it, it keep on trying to get it and keep on reaching for it and keep on grabbing for it, grasping for it. Even if you're in the dark and you got the weeds all over and you don't know you're tripping and you're falling, just reach up and grab it. And just thank you, thank you so much, brother Edward, for having me on your program. I, I really, I've, I've got this is major things happened tonight. I can feel it. Yes, you sure did. And I like to welcome everybody back two weeks tonight for our next program. Uh, thank you, Andrew, and you're right. And please notify us of the major things that happened. Give us your testimony. We love you now. Good night, everybody. Yes. Good night. God bless. God bless you now, my friend. Bye-bye.